You are listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Sir Ranolf Fiennes, is, there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. Woohoo! And uh, it's starting to get cold in our neck of the woods. Each each morning is there's frost on my on my grass. I have grass now, oh, which is do. which is new in the last uh, few weeks. Yeah, yeah. So we laid some sod, and after Good three, timing, after cause... three years, I know after three years of living at our house. Uh, our house isn't surrounded by dirt and weeds been now. Three years already? Two and a half, I guess. Oh. Almost three. Three in January. Hmm. Anyway, so now we have sod, but mm-hmm. that sod is covered in in frost, frost every morning. I love it. And uh, pretty soon we're going to start having snow on the ground. And if I live. We could just make June, July, August go away. I would be okay. And I know people love summer, and I like summer, but I don't like summer heat so uh, unless i am on a yacht on the <laughs> right. or on the beach somewhere like yeah and i can choose i'll just go there like right. utah doesn't need to go above 70 i'm just agreed i'm, I'm kind of done with it anyway snow is coming snow is coming and i actually <clears throat> i live right close to some of the most popular snowshoeing trails yeah. cross-country skiing trails stuff like that <clears throat> and uh and more and more i'm seeing people getting out cross-country skiing is growing in popularity in my area but but so is snowshoeing especially snowshoeing i would say Mm -hmm. and we've talked in the past and in past episodes about snowshoeing we've answered some frequently asked questions but there were some others some other questions some that we've already kind of asked but others that um that people ask regularly that we're going to go over here a little bit so that um for those that that are maybe intimidated by um by the winter by winter activities haven't gotten into it or just people that want to want to try it for the first time um they'll have the information that they need to get going um i was talking to somebody um somebody that lives up in our area i was talking to him a little while ago and they were talking about how um, when they moved into our area they just loved it because it's so beautiful except that winter sticks around for about <laughs> five five months it, it's out of the year it's also 15 degrees 20 degrees colder right than in town here right so. and so yeah it starts snowing in november and then the snow doesn't melt until about may um so you get yeah it starts snowing in november yeah april i guess uh, is when everything melts and so you really do get like five to six months of snow um at in my neck of the woods and so I was talking to this person, and they said, yeah, I love it up here, except um, for a long time, I didn't like the winter because I was just stuck inside all the time. And then I started cross-country skiing, started snowshoeing, started doing some of those things, and it was so fun. It's like, 
it's become like my favorite time of the season when before it was like I just couldn't wait for the winter to end because there's I couldn't do anything. Mm. I only went outside to to snow blow the driveway and that was it because you know I couldn't get anywhere. Now I look forward to the winter and I love it and I I love every moment of it. So um, if you ski, if you cross country ski, if you snowshoe, uh, it just really transforms the winter from a something that you have to endure to something you get to yeah, just fun with enjoy. Yeah. Well, I found a YouTube with snowshoe questions. Uh, did you see my picture I just sent you? <laughs> yeah, that looks awesome. It's a lot of skis, right? That is a lot. That used to be our climbing department. So well, we had to move the climbing department and now it's all full of ski. If you if you're looking if you're in the market for skis, oh by the way, uh Gear 30 has beat the ski swap. Um we're getting we're dumping a whole bunch of rentals and demo skis so uh, that and we don't want to compete with ski shops so it's cheaper so come to gear 30 and just grab them like yeah. a, we have a ton of crap so i just sent i just got a picture from the staff who were getting them on the floor so i sent that picture over to greg and that's what he's reacting to here yeah. it's a <laughs> that's lot. awesome yeah oh and there's some good ones there holy cow and we're, I think the most expensive we're going is like 200 bucks or something like that. So yeah. And that's ski and binding. Ski and I binding. I mean, top of the line ski and binding. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to stop by. I'm supposed to, see, I'm supposed to go, like I just told you, I've got to be back uh, by five. And yeah. now I'm like, uh, maybe I could squeeze in and stop by get 30 <laughs> so I can look at these. All right. Let's answer some snowshoe questions. Number one, uh, this is a fast and easy question. Is there a right and a left snowshoe? Yes. Can you tell? Uh, usually, depending on the brand, but yeah. um, certain brands, there's there's right and left bindings um, specific to, to your foot, and then also sometimes the shape of them is different depending on, on the right or left shoe. So usually the tails taper so that as you're walking, the tails, they kind of, you're not stepping on your... You don't walk like a penguin. Right. And, um, and so in some shoes, the shape is is unique to your right or your left foot so that you're not stepping on the, the snowshoes. And then um, like Atlas snowshoes, older Easton snowshoes and stuff, their bindings are foot specific. Mm. And and actually MSR snowshoes, their bindings are also foot specific, though it's less of a problem if you get it wrong. Yeah. You can, in fact, I went with, uh, we went snowshoeing with a professional uh, photographer last winter who his job is to literally follow pro skiers around and take photos of them and we get back to the car and i'm like dude your snowshoes are on the wrong feet (laughs) (laughs) he had his snowshoes on the wrong feet that was pretty great i got a kick out of that all right question number two um what kind of footwear should i wear with snowshoes well that i mean that really depends on uh on you but i like just a light hiker yeah. Some people like an insulated boot. I find that if I'm hiking, if I'm moving, my feet just don't get cold. Could you use a trail runner that has like it's like a Gore-Tex trail runner? Yeah, you definitely could. Yeah. Uh, the binding it's uh, the binding on the snowshoe will make a difference because some bindings are more comfortable than others. Sometimes uh, a thicker, heavier duty boot that's a little stiffer can be more comfortable with certain bindings than others cuz uh, for example, the MSR, a lot of the MSR snowshoe bindings, um, they've got these stretchy straps um, that you 
that you use to tighten them up. And if you've got a real thin trail runner, sometimes you get a little bit of pressure point right where those strap goes, that strap goes across that's more comfortable with over a stiff boot versus like a thin uh, trail runner. Um, and other bindings, like the Atlas bindings, the top of the line bindings anyway, are pretty comfortable over a trail runner. So it really just depends on the shoe. Um, I would say in general, most people are gonna prefer to have a light hiker or a hiking boot, like something a little sturdier. But you definitely can, in, in a lot of cases, use a trail runner and be comfortable. I think people automatically think, oh, I need my big Sorel snow boots, uh, which you can use, but really, if you've got a pair of uh, leather hiking boots or or even just a fabric uh, hiking boot that is a Gore-Tex or waterproof, then that works better yeah. in most cases. What about a snowboard boot or, oh my God, a ski boot? <laughs> snowboard boot maybe yeah. depending on the on the on the snowshoe so some snowshoes are made with a bigger toe opening than others and in the the snowshoes with the real big openings you generally can use a snowboard boot in those but some of them have a smaller toe opening the snowboard boots too bulky and it'll get stuck in there and so mm -hmm. some you can some you can't um I will say I've, I've snowboarded just a handful of times and those snowboard boots can be pretty comfortable um, so it wouldn't be a horrible a horrible idea to wear a snowboarding boot assuming it can fit in your binding yeah ski boots on the other hand are not comfortable and are not meant to be used in a snowshoe so just that is like very a, dead last that's an absolute no yeah okay just don't even try yeah um, all right next question is there a specific technique for walking uh, with snowshoes, uh, this is this is good. This is a good question. It is a good question. Yeah, you you want to? I think I have a snowshoe technique. Yeah, let's yeah. hear. It. Uh, my sh snowshoe technique is very similar to my walking technique. Just so, like, if I was walking, say, from my car to the shop, or say, from the shop to the pub, or like, if I'm if I'm walking like on a hiking trail. That's my snowshoe That's technique. Your snowshoe yes, yes. So you take your left foot and you mm -hmm. put it in front of your mm -hmm. right foot and then mm -hmm. the right foot in front of your left. Mm -hmm. Now the only problem is I've got something strapped to my feet. Mm. And so that forces my walk a little wide. Okay. So it's a little bit so wider. slightly wider walk. Yeah, yeah. Do you prefer to walk? So when you're walking to the pub, for example, you're yes. not usually using poles. No, not but... well. Out when I leave the pub, <laughs> <You> leave the... <laughs> right? Yeah, just to get to the car that someone else is driving or the Uber. <laughs> of yeah. course, yeah. of course. Um, but you wouldn't use poles. But when you walk with snowshoes on, highly recommend. You it. highly recommend yeah. poles. So, so it's not quite as as easy and effortless as let's say walking to the pub mm. probably easier than walking from, from the, the pub. pub yes 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 <laughs> um yeah. but it is it is just essentially like walking and mm -hmm. if you have poles it'll make it that much easier if you're in deeper snow um but many people who are snowshoeing for the first time they assume it's going to be awkward and then they put them on and they realize wow this feels like walking because we're be it yeah really we're is. being silly but the the idea here is that it's not a skill like skiing that you have to, or even cross country skiing, you have to learn nothing. Right. You have to put them on the bottom of your feet and then, and then start walk. walking. Right. Yeah. And so anybody can do it, it's yeah. just, which is great. You get into real deep snow and then you start to find, okay, this is, this is harder, but it's not harder because snowshoeing is hard. It's harder because 
walking in real deep snow is hard. Uh, should mention so. too that, which is not a question on here, um, but yes, you will sink a little in the snow. Like right. the, it's not like they're magic machines that you just float on top of the snow and like you're running on water. No, you'll you'll sink. And so if you think, oh, my snowshoes aren't working, no, they're working because it take your snowshoes off and then try and walk, and you'll post hole up to like your unit. You know, <laughs> you don't want to do that. Right? Right. So. Yeah. All right. Okay. What size snowshoes do I need? That is a good question. So um, what I usually tell people when they're in the shop is if you're hiking on pack trails, you can get as small as you want. Essentially what those snowshoes are doing are giving you traction more than flotation. Around here in Ogden, freaking 90% of the snowshoeing is on trail. Right. And, and most of those trails are pretty well used. And so... Um, you're gonna the snow is gonna be packed down um, you're not gonna be sinking a lot and so a smaller snowshoe is gonna be easier to walk with um, and it's gonna give you the traction you need now if you're a heavy person or a big person uh, and you want to get off the trails a little bit or you know that occasionally the trails you like to hike are gonna be covered in new snow or you're, you're hauling out an elk or that yeah um, then you might want to get a little bit bigger snowshoe and so most snowshoe companies will have a, a sizing guide that you can look at and depending on your weight and, and the weight of you plus a pack or something like that you can try to decide what size you need in that situation um, but a lot of people think like oh I'm I'm 250 pounds, I'm going to need the biggest snowshoe you have. Well, that might be true if you're walking in fresh powder, but if you're pretty much always walking on packed snow, there's no reason mm. to have that big. And so going with a smaller one is going to be better. But but again, or but if you do find yourself in a situation where I'm, packing, I'm walking in unpacked snow and new fresh powder or whatever, um, and you're in a, a real small shoe, then it's going to make it more challenging. So... Um, just really try to consider what are the conditions that I'm in most of the time. And snowshoe companies like MSR, for example, um, they have some snowshoes where you can add a tail to them to make the shoes longer and mm -hmm. give you more flotation. And so then you might buy a shoe that is sized to what you usually use or what you, the condition you usually hike in. And then maybe you buy a tail for those situations where I found I'm in deeper snow and I need more flotation. Yeah, those t those removable tails situations with MSR. Who else does that? Anybody else do that? Uh, I don't. Uh, They're pretty slick because you can go minimal, and then if you find you're like, yeah, let's let's go off roading. Right. Throw the tail on. Okay, so next question would be: Do I need to take? What do I need to do to take care of the snowshoes or or store them? Um, how do I take? I I think you should. Use 303 WD-40 Nick Wax, uh, all just a, a fluffy blanket. Do all the things to them. <laughs> just kidding. Well, they're um, pretty durable. You pretty much don't have to do it. Yeah, you just you take them off your feet and you put them in the closet. <laughs> Although, <laughs> That's what I here, here's what I would do: is I would, um, if you're concerned, um, make sure they're dry because sometimes the metal will rust. Yep. Don't um, store wet. Don't store them wet. So dry them off, um, or just. Even just lay them on a towel when you're done and just let them kind of dry. But if you put them in a place where it's going to take a long time for them to dry on their own, then you might find a little bit of rust and stuff like that from the metal crampon and, and the metal components. Um, so, yeah, don't store them dry. Some people like to, you can buy their own carrying bags and stuff to keep it organized, and that's all good. But 
it's not necessary, but it's nice if if that's what you prefer. Um, but yeah, the the maintenance on them is like nothing. I would suggest maybe if you don't have one already and they're pretty cheap, is getting one of those um, those straps like a, a volet strap. Yeah. Um, we call them volet straps because that's how we know them. But I don't even know. Yeah, what you call those they're things, just kind of the rubber stretchy strap that you it doubles back on itself. You stick mm-hmm. the little metal thing through the hole, and it holds it holds your shoes together. Yeah, if if your snowshoes didn't come with anything to hold them together, grab some volet straps, and then that'll help keep them together at least. Especially if you have three or four pair, you have kids and stuff, and you don't you don't want a mess going on. Those are great. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, okay, uh, should we do one more? Sure. Okay. Um, what do I wear when snowshoeing? Well, snowshoeing is, um, (laughs) this is one of the things that I, that I see a lot of people make mistakes on because they, they go out snowshoeing for the first time and they think, oh, I'm, oh, it's it's cold. It's 20 degrees. Yeah. It, there's snow everywhere. It's going to be cold. I need big, thick gloves, warmest jacket so you know rudolph the red-nosed reindeer the, the stop motion the original right yukon charlie which yukon charlie's a snow snowshoe brand i think people dress like yukon charlie like they got like the fur right they got everything because it is going to be freezing out there right and that's what yukon charlie wears right so we're but gonna stay you need warm. to remember yukon charlie's dealing with negative 40 degree temperatures Neg 40 yeah not yeah 20 that's true so. okay um the yukon is freezing it is I have not been up there. I've been to close in Alaska, but I haven't been to the Yukon ever. And I certainly haven't been up there in the winter. But my gosh, if you want cold. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I live in one of the colder places in Utah. Utah's well known for cold, snowy weather. I, I live in one of the colder places in Utah, and like the coldest it ever gets is negative 10, negative what about like- 15. Minnesota, Chicago, the wind, wind. Yeah, I mean, there it can get negative 40. Mm-hmm. And now you're starting to get into like Yukon temperatures. Yukon's pretty regularly can get down to negative 40 to negative 60. It's crazy cold. Anyway, but most people um, overdress big time because what you need to remember is snowshoeing is work. It's, it is it is exercise. And when you're hiking in snow, it's harder exercise than if you're just hiking on a on a a smooth dry trail um a lot of people overestimate how much warm clothing they're going to need and underestimate how much water they're going to need because when it's cold out there the air is dry you still need to stay hydrated and stuff so drink some water Um, but also if the weather's bad you're going to want something to keep you dry so like a waterproof jacket could be helpful depending on the conditions um and you might want a warm jacket to put on if you stop and take a break and you're sitting around for a while or standing around for a while. But while you're moving, I mean, maybe like a, a base layer and a grid fleece or something is about all you need. Cause like you're, a light shell? Yeah, a light shell or something. Because really, you're you're going to be working up a bit of a sweat. And you don't want to be overdressed. Otherwise, you'll get all sweaty and soaked. And then you're going to get cold. And yeah. uh, so. My butt always gets cold. Like, I'm like... I'm, I'm, I need like 10 pairs of underwear on or something. I don't know why my butt gets cold, but I have very thin snow pants. They're yeah. not, they're not insulated or anything. So if you're in an insulated snow pant, whoo, you're going to be hot. You're going to be roasting. Yeah. Yeah. So I, if I snowshoe, I'm pretty much always in just like a, a soft shell pant 
or if it's really cold, maybe a base layer in a soft shell pant or a base layer in a, in a waterproof shell or something, but rarely am I more than that. And then, um, and then on top, I've got like a base layer top, uh, just long underwear top, maybe like a grid fleece jacket or if it's really cold, a grid fleece jacket and a shell, or if it's not as cold, then just maybe a light shell or I don't know. It, you just really don't need that much. But then I almost always have a lightweight down jacket in my backpack and an extra pair of gloves and an extra hat um, beanie because the beanie or the headband or whatever it is that I'm wearing while I'm hiking gets sweaty. Yeah. And then I like to have something dry to put on if I if I need it in an emergency. Uh, things I always have. So my the gloves that you want are not your big ski gloves. You want thinner right more pro the profile you want to be so a little dexterous um if you have them or if you want to go buy some and then also i love having a buff and right now buffs are buffs are in because of covid and everyone's using them to but actually use them for what their original intention was to keep your neck and your face warm um those are those are great and then you can actually use them on your head as a hat too if you needed to or whatever right uh, cover your ears um I think that was it yeah good gloves good buff uh i don't use goggles or anything your sunglasses should be fine yeah yeah usually goggles if you're snowshoeing they're gonna get fogged up and yeah. it's just too warm in in pretty much every case bring a beanie uh i just wear a, a baseball hat like um a trucker hat but bring a beanie for like you said when you stop or take a break or whatever and a and a nice warm jacket to fit in your backpack on breaks and take like a hot chocolate or uh apple cider or something yeah take a warm drink along with your water it's a great great way to stay warm if you if you do get cold yep sweet awesome snowshoeing cool it's uh it's time to get ready for it yep. it'll uh snow will be here in any any time here in uh here in ogden or at least in uh in my area over thanksgiving last year we got 50 inches of snow in like two, got two and a half days it's dry 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 Nuke. obliterated yeah yeah and so um i mean that's that's three weeks three and a half weeks from now mm -hmm. uh, last year we could have nipple deep snow <laughs> Which is the way we like it. <laughs> Which is, I mean, it, it was so deep. Get those resorts open. It was so deep that we didn't have a plow come through. The only way I could get anywhere is because I had a, a really awesome SUV. To, I mean, it the snow was above the hood of my Land Rover with lifted and extra big tires. Wow. And it was above, it was like level with the top of my hood. Did you, was a it not in the garage or in the garage? Like you popped the garage opener and it was that high? It was, well, over the course of two and a half days, it snowed that much. And yeah. so in the areas where I hadn't snow, snow plowed and stuff mm -hmm. like that, it was that deep. Um, luckily, the first morning I woke up, Thanksgiving morning, and we had like 20 inches. And I snow blowed it. Yeah. And then that night I snow blowed like another 20 inches or maybe the next morning I snow blowed like another 20 inches and then like another 10 inches or something over the, over the course of the whole thing, I measured like 50 inches of snow. I was, once it settled, it ended up being like 40 inches. We were working the shop and I'm like, I can't drive in this. And I, I have a Land Rover and, but the tires matter. Yeah. And the, my tires are crap. 
And so I took a lunch break on Black Friday to go freaking get new tires. Yeah. And so did everybody else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a madhouse. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. I I was trying to drive because we've got a, a mountain pass right by our house that separates us from the rest of everybody. And um, I was driving home in that in a, that snowstorm on um, Thanksgiving night I guess it was it was that Thursday night and I was coming down the the pass down the divide and I slid off the road and almost slid off the divide which is like a thousand feet down a 45 degree slope into death I Plus almost the embarrassment off. of it being in a Land Rover. Well, right, that too. And, <laughs> and so some guy in this big big truck came with these mo- monster studded tires and stuff, and he was like, oh, you need some help? I was like, yeah. And so he pulled me onto the road, and he looked at the tires like, you need some new tires. Yeah. 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 The car, on point. The tires, yeah. not so much. So I got new tires, and, and no problems after that. But. I couldn't believe how good... Speaking of snowshoes, traction, tires matter. Because <laughs> I freaking put the new tires on. I'm like, I can't try it. It won't slip now. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah, so, yeah. yes. Like, if you don't have four-wheel drive or, or so many cars do now. But, man, just get new tires. Get better tires. And it makes yeah. a world of difference. It does, definitely. Cool, cool. All right. Well, get ready for it. It's coming, hopefully, soon. Um, Tis the season. If you mm-hmm. if you need to get ready for this winter, um, for the snow season, so you can enjoy it as much as we do, check out gear30.com, G-E-A-R-T-H-I-R-T-Y.com uh, for great deals on, on skis, on snowshoes, on uh, winter apparel, all the all the things that you need to get out and enjoy, enjoy the winter in a safe and fun way. Uh, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you on the next episode. See you. Woo-hoo.